We are all familiar with the Gemara Masech Tainas. Keshem Shemeshenichnas Av Mematem Besimcha. Just as when Chodesh Av begins, one decreases Simcha. Kach Meshenichnas Adar Marben Besimcha. So too, when the month of Adar begins, one increases Simcha. Rav Pinkus explains, Simcha for a person should be similar to a flame on a stove that's constantly burning. On Adar we enlarge it, and on Chodesh Av we reduce it. But it has to stay on constantly. So let's talk a little bit about Simcha, the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is a well-known phrase in the United States Declaration of Independence. So what exactly is Simcha, and why is Simcha so essential to us? Rav Noach Weinberg Zatzel was once giving a class in Eishat Taira, and he asked the audience, what is the opposite of pleasure? And they answered him, the opposite of pleasure is pain. And he said, wrong. The opposite of pleasure is comfort. And the class looked confused. Pleasure and comfort they use synonymously. He said, someone can be in an intense pain and simultaneously feel enormous pleasure. Someone can be lifting 50-pound weights in a gym and it appears as if they're in great pain, but internally they're feeling so much pleasure because pleasure in life comes from hard work and struggle. And when you overcome your challenges, then you feel like you have achieved something meaningful and that gives you great pleasure. Comfort is when you don't bother getting out of bed. Yiddishkeit is not about comfort. It's not comfortable to be a Jew. But we understand that the pleasure is in the toil and in the struggle. It's the struggle itself that will ultimately give us such great satisfaction. On the other hand, you can be doing something really pleasurable, like eating a big piece of chocolate mousse and at the same time be profoundly sad. We fill ourselves with pleasure and lots of material possessions in an attempt to achieve happiness. Yet, we find that more people living the life of opulence and privilege being depressed and suicidal. So what is true happiness? True happiness is achieved when a person reaches a level of internal peace and tranquility. And that is only accomplished when a person lives a life of meaning and purpose. The joy of materialism is very temporary and fleeting. The soul craves meaning and spiritual pleasure. Viktor Frankl, the popular neurologist, psychiatrist, and Holocaust survivor, devoted his life to studying, understanding, and promoting meaning. In his famous book, Man's Search for Meaning, he tells the story of how he survived the Holocaust by finding personal meaning, even in the most horrific circumstances, and that gave him the will to live through it. And the question is asked, why is it that in Chodesh Av, Chazal instituted various halachas of mourning, and that it even intensifies as we get closer to Tisha B'av? But in Adar, we don't have any halachas of Simcha. As we get closer to Purim, there's no specific actions we have to take to get ourselves in the mood of Simcha. And perhaps it's this idea. Contrary to conventional thought, happiness is not an emotion, it's a decision. A person has to develop an attitude of joy and contentment, and it has to come from within. It's not something Chazal can enforce. David HaMelech said, Ivdu es Hashem besimcha. Serve Hashem with happiness. Classically understood, Yiddishkeit should not be viewed as a burden. Someone once described that the attitude of a Yid today is that instead of 630 mitzvahs, we have 613 obstacles that we need to work around. But on a deeper level, Ivdu as Hashem Besimcha. Being Besimcha is an avoider. It sometimes takes lots of devotion and commitment. 
we have to decide to be happy. Not coincidentally, the simcha are the same letters as machshava, thought. Simcha is in the mind. It's a decision. It's an attitude. When we make the decision to live a life devoted to Avodah Hashem and to raise children dedicated to Torah and mitzvahs, that gives us the ultimate joy. Because the ultimate happiness is when one knows they're doing the right thing, even when that particular thing doesn't inherently bring them great joy. And that is why there's no Allah and other to take action to be happy, because it's all internal. Chazal can command you to take action, but if you don't have joy in your heart, you won't be happy. A group of junior high school students in Chicago were studying about the seven wonders of the world. And the teacher asked them to write down what they think qualifies as the seven greatest wonders of the world. These seven received the most votes. Egypt's Great Pyramids, the Taj Mahal in India, the Grand Canyon in Arizona, the Panama Canal, the Empire State Building, the Great Barrier Reef, and China's Great Wall. While gathering the votes, the teacher noticed that there was one student, a quiet girl, who did not turn in her paper yet. She asked the girl, are you having trouble compiling your list? And the girl said, yes, I can't quite make up my mind because there are more than just seven. The teacher tells her, why don't you just tell us what you have so far and perhaps we can help you narrow it down. The girl hesitated, but then she started reading from her paper. The seven wonders of the world are to touch, to taste, to see, to hear, to feel, to laugh, and to love. The room fell silent. You could hear a pin drop. The young girl reminded us of a simple yet profound truth about life. Money can buy you a house, but not a home. It can buy you a bed, but not rest. It can buy you a clock, but not time. It can buy you a book, but not wisdom. It can buy you a position, but not respect. It can buy you everything in the world, but not happiness and tranquility. That must come from within. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.